Hi, everyone. I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today, I have the fun, bubbly, incredibly talented Christina Guerrero, who is a TV personality and someone that my wife and I both think the world of. Joining me on the podcast today, Christina, how are you? Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I mean, talking about being kind, what a, what a novel idea. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> this is great. Thank you. So I will get into, I'm sure many people hearing your name, seeing your face, will put two and two together because you've been a national TV host. You've been on shows. You've done a lot of things. But tell me, where did you grow up and, and where are you from? So I am originally from Eastern Washington State in a really small cow town called Sunnyside. And um, it smells there. And I can say that all lovingly because it literally smells like cows and cow manure because it's a, it's a cow town. It's a ranch town. Um, so I grew up in a really small town in Eastern Washington State. And uh, moved, have popped around quite a bit, but um, have a have an adoration for for where I grew up. Although at the time I hated it there, right? Like it was a small town. It yeah. didn't really seem to have a lot of opportunities for me, and I wanted the big city. And now I look back with you know such fond memories of of a place that doesn't isn't hustle and bustle and and mm. um, status and and jobs and money and. Um, it's just really kind of the simple life over there. That's beautiful. And I don't know if you know this, but I know Sunnyside very well because I was a reporter ah! in, uh, at KDO. So I used to cover stories in Sunnyside and sometimes I would take a nap on the side of the road near the dairy gold plant there, the big milk dairy factory. Oh. Because so you I was know the, that it smells. I do know. In fact, I knew when I was approaching. <laughs> no offense to anyone. We, we're not. It, it does. It, it has a. I was always told that's the smell of money, though. It, yep, that's right. Smell of money because there's a lot of money to be had in, in cows and cow manure. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so that is um, that is really cool. You, yeah, Sunnyside really is is um, it's incredibly small. And um, growing up, when did you first have that yearning to, like you said, the big city and and to do something? outside of the walls that you were living in? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, I, I didn't really have a whole lot of influence to like big success or big college or big money. Um, so I always say that it was divinely intended. It was a God-given hmm. want that I felt that there was something bigger and greater for me um, if I was brave enough to go out and get it. And so from a very young age, I always say that while kids were watching cartoons, I was watching Entertainment Tonight because I was <laughs> fascinated by Hollywood and by movie stars. And I can just remember always thinking that I wanted to be on red carpets interviewing mm. stars as far back as I can remember. And I mean, I have friends who I'm still really close with uh, who have yearbooks. When I signed their yearbooks in junior high, it was like, just keep this autograph because I'm going to be somebody someday. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, um, I love that. I think um, there's a lot to yeah, dreaming and declaring. There's a lot to right. that. I think some, most people just don't have the maybe self-belief to declare their dreams like you did and look where it's taking you. 
Well, a lot of people always would say, um, you know, I, I was never necessarily encouraged to have those dreams or, or to believe to believe that I could achieve those things because, mm. you know, growing up in a small town, it's, it, it can sometimes be, um, you know, small minded. And, and I was told often that I wouldn't, that's not for people like us. It's not for people who are poor. It's not for people who are, um, Brown cause I'm, mm. I'm Latina and yes. it's not for people who, who are anything like us. And, and, and if you try it, you'll be back. Believe me, you'll be back. And I'm like, but, I don't know. I just really feel like I'm meant to do this. And mm. I, um, and I didn't really take no for an answer. I didn't listen to the naysayers. And again, I, 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 I attribute that all to God and my divine purpose because mm. I should have been like, I look back and I'm like, who was I to think that I could do that? Mm. And it really was never a doubt in my mind that I, that I couldn't achieve it. And I often said, well, somebody has to do it. Why can't I be that somebody? Love that. I yeah. love that. So from Sunnyside, where did you go? So because I had my sights set on um, Hollywood, I was the Hollywood cliche, packed up my bags, had a couple of bucks in my pocket and moved to Hollywood waiting for a welcome wagon, which never <laughs> arrived. <laughs> And um, I just started p pounding the pavement. I, I knew that I wanted to be an entertainment reporter and um, and working in Hollywood. And so I just uh, started cold calling TV stations in LA. And, you know, can I come an intern for you? I would like to work, you know, I'll work for free, just anything. And they said, um, you have to be in college. So I said, well, which college do I need to go to? And they said, USC has a great broadcasting program. And so my next call was to USC. and again, one of those things where they're like, you know, USC is really hard to get into. It's very expensive. It's very, um, you know, challenging. And, and, and again, I was like, well, uh, but somebody has to get in. So why can't mm. they be me? And, mm. um, that's where I ultimately ended up going to college and, uh, graduating with a degree in broadcast journalism and, and started my way from coffee girl and ripping scripts um, all the way up to interviewing George Clooney on the red carpet. I mean, not in like the day of, like it was certainly you know, years of work. <laughs> it was a full eight hours that you put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One morning and then get, you know, George, uh, you know, on a red carpet that night or anything like that. But, <laughs> right, um, right. But, you know, so that's kind of, that, that was kind of my trajectory. Is there a point? Because I, it's beautiful, the, the why not me? And where do you think you developed that from? Um, I mean, I, again, I go back to uh, my, my purpose, my purpose. It was, it was, again, it was not encouraged for me to go after my dreams. It was like, mm. if you get into college, you're lucky. Um, get a regular job, you know, do, you know, get an, if you get an office job, even better. Um, and mm. not to take anything away from that, but I just had this fire. I had this somehow knowing that I was mm. meant to, that I was meant to, that I was meant to do something bigger. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. That that's inspiring. And I, I know people listening right now, the audience is everyone. I think everyone somewhere deep down has that fire yet. Most people allow the fear. opinions of others and fear. Yeah. Uh -huh. to put water on, on that flame and put it out. And, um, 
It's beautiful to hear. And it's all possible for every one of us to reignite and uh, protect that flame. But you did. You kept it going. You get your broadcast journalism degree from USC. And then from there, what happened? Well, you know, I had been uh, working behind the scenes as a production assistant, again, ripping scripts and getting copy and filling copy machine paper and those kinds of things. And um, But my dream was always to be uh, in front of the camera. And I always thought to be great in front, I should be great behind. So I started doing some writing and some producing. Um, and then I got my big break. I had heard about a new network that was starting up and they needed MTV types. It wasn't for MTV, but it was MTV types. And I was like, 23 at the time, I'm like, oh, I look cool in a pair of jeans and a ripped t-shirt. I'm totally <laughs> MTV type. And um, I went after, a, I, you know, I went in uh, for an audition and I remember calling the casting, finding out who the casting director was. And she said, well, just have your agent, you know, send over your tape. And, and I, I was like, great. Okay. Yeah, no problem. And I get off the phone and I realize that I don't have a, I don't have a tape and I don't have an agent because mm. <laughs> I'm a production assistant. And so I put something together. I dropped it off and I said, Hey, my agent just said I should just drop this off, which now looking back in hindsight, I know that an agent would never just ask you to go drop off a reel, but I just, you know, was like needed to get my way in there. And I um, told them, I said, you know what, I'm going to be a star one day and you can either come with me or don't. And um, I think they liked my moxie because I was cast in that show and uh, I was able to get an agent. And then from the, from getting an agent, I found myself on a red carpet at like 23 years old interviewing Jim Carrey for Access Hollywood. Wow. Wow. On TV. And I was like, oh, I did it. <laughs> and how cool is that? You interviewed someone who also had that same fire and had a same similar self-belief. Yeah. I mean, Jim Carrey's story is amazing too. And you have that. I mean, that's talk about alignment to was, your very first red carpet being someone who had a very similar journey to you. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I think for people to find that success, um, the success that they have in, in whatever capacity, there has to be that, um, that perseverance and there has to be that unwavering faith that you are meant to do whatever it is that your heart desires. That might be being on a red carpet or being an actor or owning your own business or being the best mother that you could possibly be or whatever, mm. you know, that, that unwavering faith that you are intended to do something great. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. When you're interviewing people, what, what's your favorite part when you're uh, conversing with people either on red carpet or on air? Yeah. So, um, well, so just to, just to give your audience some, some context. So, um, I, you know, I went to San Antonio, which is where I met you and your lovely wife. Yes. I was moving up the ranks and paying my dues and learning my craft, which was so important. Cause I, I did, I was like, I've arrived. And then I realized, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I should probably go learn my craft a little bit more. And so I ended up in San Antonio for three years, which is where mm. I met you guys. Yeah. And then ended up at E! News. That was, that was the dream. I had, landed a gig as a national correspondent on E! News interviewing the biggest stars. And that's when I really felt like I did it. I mm. said I was going to do it and I did it. And, um, mm. and that was a really cool thing. So I have, I've interviewed, I mean, all, all walks of life from when I was in San Antonio, uh, you know, interviewing the, you know, the, the, a great, you know, human interest story to the likes of, uh, Julia Roberts and George Clooney and, um, and so, uh, 
so back to your question, um, my favorite thing about interviewing is that I have a natural, uh, I'm very inquis I'm very naturally inquisitive. I'm fascinated mm. by people's stories. And in fact, when I was little, uh, my mom would have to tell me to stop talking to people on the Greyhound <laughs> bus because I would just start, I would just strike up, a, I'm like seven years old and I would just strike up a conversation with wow. the guy sitting next to me. Like, who are you? What do you do? How's you know, do you have kids or whatever? My mom's like, Christina, you have to stop talking to people like this. Wow. Um, but I've always just kind of been naturally inquisitive. And, um, and I just, I just love to hear, hear people's stories. I love to know where people are from, why they do what they do. Hmm. Um, and so when I was interviewing celebrities, a lot of people would ask me, um, what happens when you hate the movie? What if the movie's really terrible? I'm like, this person gets to live out their dream and yeah. regardless of what the product, the end product is, like their dream is to make a movie and they get to do that. How awesome is that? And that's mm. what I get excited about. That is really cool. That is, that's powerful. And remind me is, I don't know if this is accurate, but this is, this has been in my head um, regarding you. Were you the first Latina on E! News? Yes, I was the first Latina who was um, hired as a as a full time correspondent for E News. And that's, that was in two thousand eight. That's amazing, and what a cool journey from you know acknowledging at the beginning of this podca podcast. Okay, yeah, you're brown, you're Latina, you're from a small town, being told in a community, hey, you don't do it, to you being basically breaking through a barrier. Yeah, yeah, that was never that certainly was never lost on me. Mm. Um, because because I had been discouraged for so many years um, that I could, and and maybe some of it was I will show you. I mean, you know that mentality of like, oh, I'll show you. Mm. Um, but that was certainly never lost on me. It never lost on me when I would hear from other girls um, or other just people in general, just to say like, I like I want to do what you do, and you showed me that I can do it, regardless of where I come from. And I'm like, that's a really really cool thing. Hmm. What about, um, was there a moment or any time that stands out to you that was painful where you, you really kind of questioned, is this, is this the right path or am I doing the right thing? Did that ever <laughs> jump up for you? Um, yes, it did. It certainly did. And I will tell you that I had a lot of, uh, confidence and uh, a lot of moxie when I was going through this journey in my early 20s. And, um, but you know, it's interesting because those things that were said to me about not being good enough, not being worthy, um, not believing that I could do it, those things, while I might have like pushed them aside to get to where I was, certainly creeped up eventually hmm. as I gained my success as I found myself in this position next to Ryan Seacrest or George Clooney, where I'm like, wait a second, they're going to realize that I'm not supposed to be here. Mm. I, I am not worthy. I am just a small town, poor girl mm. who am not, is not supposed to be here and they're going to find out. Mm. And I had really, I had a lot, I had a lot of soul searching to do when that happened because I was like, Maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Maybe I'm not meant for this. And of course, those are all just insecurities that I yeah. you know, had to face and deal with and, and those kinds of things. But, um, uh, but, but deep down, I, I trusted that, um, that God was, 
you know, was, was still doing the work within me and that I was absolutely intended to, to do this work, to reach people, to show people, um, that when you believe in yourself and when you believe you can do something, you certainly can do it. And I, it's always interesting because people will say, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. But seriously, I always think I'm like, no, you should have seen me when I was a young girl. I, I mean, I can, if she, that little girl can rise up to do this, then, then you can do it, you know? So, mm. um, yes, but I don't know if that answers your question or not, but no, I think that's beautiful. I've talked, um, an episode before I was interviewing someone, we talked about, there's a book called the imposter syndrome. Yes, exactly. Or, or maybe it's not called that, but it talks about the imposter syndrome. And yeah, we all have that. It's like, Oh, you, you kind of get on the next tier. And you're like, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like, absolutely. It's Right. I think it's what, like for me, it was one thing to like have these dreams and, you know, going after it. But then when I realized that I had the power to manifest it, that was powerful. And I didn't know what to do with that power. Hmm. Hmm. And I, and I, and I broke, I'm not going to lie. Like I broke, there were many times that I was, that my anxiety and my, um, my, my feelings of unworthiness were debilitating where I couldn't, you know, where I couldn't walk out on set or I couldn't look yeah. at a teleprompter. And, you know, that was just a lot of work that I had to do within myself. Hmm. Um, and then I, that I still continue to deal with all the time. Yeah. This, this struggle between knowing what I'm intended to do, my God-given talents, um, and still knowing that I'm a human being with insecurities. And so I'll, I'll, those are always at play. Those are always um, battling each other. And so, you know, mm. I, work with, I work through those things um, often. Do you, uh, I think the personal development side is absolutely crucial, crucial to just living life just living like the, truly the definition of living and not being held back by fear and um i've talked quite a bit about my journey and and a lot of work i've done uh on the emotional intelligence side workshops seminars retreats sure um and what what are some of the things you have done to help overcome remove reduce um the fear and anxiety um, I do a lot of writing. So journaling has really, really helped me. Um, people ask all the time, do you listen to music in the car? I'm like, no, I'm more of the self-helpery variety. Mm -hmm. So I listen to a lot of self-help books. Um, I listen to Jen Sincero. Uh, yeah, she's You're a badass. Amazing. That really, yes, yes. That really helps me, um, you know, get through. I'm like, yes, this is, she is speaking my language. Mm. Um and I go to church. I found church uh, a couple of years ago, and that has really given me such great perspective of my mm. self-worth. And I know that uh, um, it's funny because about 10 years ago, I, you would never have heard me talk about God or church. I was very much about the universe and yeah. everything. Kind of um, but I have, I have in the last um, few years discovered God and church, and, um, and, and that has really brought me so much peace hmm. and so much perspective that I would never have known had I not found it. I think that is beautiful that I love to hear that. Yeah. And I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I joked around on one podcast uh, episode I had this guest on and, and I said, you don't hear too many people say, Oh, I'm not spiritual. I'm religious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, I'm not spiritual at all. I'm religious. It's become like, this uh, misnomer or trigger word, like, oh, whoa, you're, but you know, that is absolutely beautiful. And um, there's an old proverb that says, if, uh, if the landmark 
uh, or renew, remove not the ancient landmarks, which your fathers have set before you. Meaning, you know, we got to know where we've come from. We have right. to know as a society, like what is the foundation that we're standing upon? Um, and church is a big part of that. And, you know, no one's perfect. No institution's perfect. Nothing is perfect in uh, when human beings get involved, but there's so much beauty in, in church and there's so much beauty in um, a belief, a true belief in, in God and yeah. God is love and the love of God and all that. Um, it's, it's just really beautiful. So, well, and wow. I certainly feel like it's not, um, especially having worked in Hollywood for so many years, like talking about God and talking about church, like that's not the cool factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and, and, um, you know, that's, it's kind of off limits and, you know, and, and I, I've come to a point, I, you know, it's no, it's no accident that I've, I've found a church community, excuse me, I found a church community that I, that I love, that I relate to, that holds my values of, um, of equality amongst all people, mm. um, you know, and, uh, cause I'm a very liberal person. So, you know, those things have to also yeah. align with me. Yeah. And so, you know, it's no accident that I found exactly the right people and community that I needed to be around. And, um, and, and, and also don't shy away from talking about that anymore. Uh, there was certainly a time that I was like, you know, you hear church and people were like, Oh, you got a Bible thumper over here. Yeah. Um, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm just very proud of, of, um, my beliefs. And I think that mm. that, that has brought so much peace and joy into my life that I, again, could not have known otherwise. And it, and it also helps me value um, myself as opposed to what I do and um, as a career, because I've been so defined by this dream of making it in television and being in front of the camera. Mm. And, and if I don't have that, if I'm not the star that I set out to be, then I am nobody. Mm. And that has really helped me find, um, you know, finding church and finding God has really helped me um, found, find my worth and, and who I am and what my heart, my soul are, as opposed to what my career is. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. Oh, thanks friend. So tell me for, I mean, you're still, you're just, you're still a, a young babe in this, uh, young pup in this game, you know, you still have many, many years. What is the rest of, I mean, what do you, what's the next dream? What's the next you know, vision for, for your life? Is it home? Is it career? Um, where, where do you feel like you're being led to next? Well, it's interesting that you say that I'm a young pup because I feel that way. And sometimes when these interns come in and I'm like, wait, how old are you? you were born that year? <laughs> God, I'm totally. Totally. You know, like, I'm like, I feel like I just started in my career, you know, like I was just an intern and now I'm, you know, and now I'm just working my way up and I'm like, Oh wow! I've been doing this for fifteen years. Hmm. This is crazy. Um, so I do feel like um, everything is still, you know, is just a stepping stone. I left Hollywood to do a lifestyle show, which is um, shot and produced in Phoenix, Arizona, cool. and it's given me. Uh, it's a syndicated show. It's on in Seattle. It's on in about forty. It's online too. Uh, hmm. But uh, you know, it's given me an awesome opportunity to get out of the hustle and the rat race of Los Angeles and Hollywood, and just given me an opportunity to. Um, you know, live in a community where people uh, work to live, they don't live to work. And mm. that's been really awesome. So um, I, there's a lot that I still want to do. And it's interesting that you asked this question, because any other January of 
2015, 2016, 2017, I would have said, I know exactly, I've got this on, on my radar. Mm. I've got this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And this is the first year that I have decided to allow the seeds that I've planted in the past to mm. grow, to yeah. let the opportunities that are meant for me come to me as opposed to chasing them. And that's what I'm really looking forward to um, this year. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't mm. know if that still means television. I don't know if that means um, a different capacity of television, whether it's producing or creating or, um, or that kind of thing. Um, but I've planted and I've, I've worked so hard to plant so many seeds of what it could possibly be. I'm like, I'm going to let my garden grow mm. and see what flourishes and, and feel content um, that I am on the right path and don't need to feel like I'm spinning or I'm chasing anything. I love that. I yeah. It's a new thing for me. Don't that. get me wrong. Like it's been really hard because <laughs> I'm used to that chase. Yeah. But, um, but it's exhausting. Um, so, and I think that will help me become more present for what I, for the life that I'm in now. Um, cause I, I have not been very present. Um, cause I, because I'm always chasing what's the next thing. Mm. And so I think that'll help me do that. And as my, my son grows, cause he's five years old. Um, I think that'll help me be a better mom and a better, um, yeah, a better parent. Hmm. I love that. Um, I have not said this yet, uh, on a podcast, but in every year I have the exclusive, this is, this is the exclusive <laughs> right here, yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> So every year I have, I, I pray and I, I ask God, you know, what are, what are the words? What are my themes for coming into the, to the new year? And I write them down and then I look at them throughout the year. They're constantly in my purview, wherever I go in my office, in my home, at work, in my car. And this year, and I've usually had more than one word. It's been three words, two words. And this year I did the same practice and one word came to my mind and clear as day. And it was the word receive. Yes. The, yes. And I'm, you're telling me your story. I'm like, uh, amazing. Yes. I really, for me, and it sounds like for you, this is the year to receive. We've done so much striving and, and now, yeah, I, this is the year to receive and you get to receive. And I'm, I, I know every all that is good you will receive this year. All the right things. It's going to be beautiful. And um, yeah, I mean, everyone listening to you can tell you're just you're you're just a really one thing. I, I if I was going to define you as with one word, it'd be fun. You're fun to watch on TV. You're oh, fun yeah. to talk to you on this podcast. You <laughs> just you're fun, and um, and I think that's such a gift. Oh, I, 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 yeah, life is, life is fun. And I, um, I, I enjoy being, I enjoy being this person. I enjoy being fun and silly and lighthearted. I enjoy being, um, I, I, yeah, fun. Why, why, why have it any other way? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I joke around with my wife, my, my Lauren, you know, uh, my wife, she's always like, you're, you're always excited. I'm like, yeah, don't you want to get excited? And, and she's an analyzer. She's complete opposite personality. And that's why we work to work so well together. But I said, I love being excited. It feels good to be excited. In fact, we should all be excited more. It just feels good. And it feels and we, so much better. <laughs> it feels so much better to be excited. So let's all be excited. And my analyzer friends listening who are always hedging and making sure all the 
the dots um, are dotted and the, the T's crossed, it's okay to uh, have yeah. some fun. Let's let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> let it loose. Oh, yeah. I love as, far, it. as far as like the receiving goes too, um, and I and I don't know if you have found this, but I feel like the reason why receiving is so great is because while we're spinning and asking and working. We're so busy doing all of that that the we could have received a long time ago, but we weren't paying attention. Mm, wow, that's good. That so and that is time true. to pay attention. Yeah, that is that is so good. Sis, where can people find you? How can they follow you? What I want everyone to go and connect with <laughs> Christina Guerrero. She is a joy and just a light in this world. And where can people find you? All right. Well, um, you can check out my Instagram at Christina Guerrero. Christina is with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A Guerrero, G-U-E-R-R-E-R-O. Or my website, I am ChristinaGuerrero.com. And then also, like I said, I do a, a lifestyle show, which is shot and produced in Phoenix, but it's syndicated throughout the country. And it's called The List. And it's all things tech, lifestyle, food, cocktails, and all things that are trending. It's a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, it's a fun show. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Um uh so I will put that in the show notes. I will okay, <clears throat> make sure everyone knows how to follow you. And sis, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you for joining. Oh, you're so fun. Thank you. Christina Guerrero is an absolute just pleasure. I 100% encourage everyone to follow her on Instagram, find her on Facebook, watch her TV shows, and just follow her. She is a good one. She's one of the good ones out there in the media, creating positivity, inspiration, and more love in this world. I am so honored that you listened today. As always, thank you for joining the Golden Rule Revolution. One of the things I'm excited about, I also host another podcast called The Vulnerable Hero. I used to do solo episodes in this podcast and I eventually a few, really a month and a half ago, broke off into a separate podcast where I would host solo episodes from, we dis I discuss everything from abuse to God and really I say everything in between. One of the things I am launching that I want to share in this podcast is I am launching the Vulnerable Hero Retreat and legacy experience program. I am bringing men on two separate weekends through an entire program I have created to become more vulnerable, to experience the power of vulnerability so that they can become healed and in being healed can go out and heal another. If you know someone who would be interested or you yourself would be interested in joining this experience, go to my website at lucasmack.com retreats and look it up. I'm excited about this as we bring more healing to this world. As always, thank you for listening. It's been an honor and I will talk to you on the next episode.